everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are so excited today because we have another four-timer guest that has been on our show four times. There's only one other person who has that honor. And it is this is Catherine Disher is here on the podcast. I didn't know. I didn't know yeah. I was a four-timer. How exciting. I know. <laughs> yeah. We are Who's the other thrilled. one? Uh, it's a writer named Nina Wyman. Uh, she's also been uh-huh. on show four times. So it's you're, you're Well, at least you're not calling me an old timer. That's no. good. Four timer <laughs> is better than old timer. Yeah. So we, yeah, we love talking with you, Catherine. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. So yeah, you've had, we haven't talked to you for a year, basically, since before last holiday special. And I mean, Halloween special. Uh, so yeah, it's been a eventful year for you. <laughs> well, let's see. A year ago, my my beloved Aussie Doodle dog died of Aww. leukemia, and then we got a puppy in February. So I have this huge, giant galumphus of a puppy who's nine <laughs> months old. So uh, other than that, I don't know. Life seems sort of vaguely repetitive, but yeah, um, yeah everything everything's good everything's fine we're working the good witch is chugging along again and it's all exciting that's really great well uh sorry to hear about your your dog but what kind of puppy did you get well um, our last dog was an australian shepherd poodle cross a doodle Uh an aussie doodle and this one and i sort of got him by accident i didn't intend to but his mother was so fascinating and intense that i ended up getting one of her puppies. He's a three quarters poodle and one quarter Irish wolfhound. Oh, oh. So he's a big boy. He's yeah. A big, sweet, curly boy. Oh, well, that's exciting. What'd you name him? His name is Finn. Oh, that's cute. I Finn, like short for Finnegan. His mother was Canigan, half poodle and half Irish wolfhound. So oh. he's Finn. <laughs> cool yeah. well that's fun and he's so, whining outside my door right now i'm not letting him in <laughs> so if you hear anything in the background that's the puppy yeah <laughs> cute well that's great so i had to ask did you see did you watch the uh the dark phoenix movie the latest you know i didn't in fact i wasn't even aware of it until um until i was uh, my son was telling me that I should buy Disney stock because they're, you know, their streaming services going online. He's, he's mm-hmm. very good at this. I should have taken yeah. his advice years ago and many other things. <laughs> so I looked into it and I was like, huh, well, the stock's going down a bit. Why is that? And then I realized it's because their last, I, I sort of saw an analysis of it and how Dark Phoenix hadn't actually done that well. No. Uh, I mean, because Disney owns Marvel now. So it's a, it was like a Disney, you know, related uh, movie. And so no, I didn't. And uh, did you see it? I did. Yeah, I I didn't care for it. <laughs> I didn't really like it. No, it I, sounds like you're not the only one. Yeah. Yeah, I just felt the whole thing felt hopeless and drab, and there was no. I I didn't like what they did with the characters, particularly Charles Xavier's character. All of a sudden, was kind of manipulative and uh, kind of cold, and uh, it was just. I don't know. It had a fun Who played Professor X. That was um James McAvoy. And he can be quite good in the role oh. in other other yeah. versions. And 
uh, it had a fun tra train sequence that was a cool kind of a cool special effect and pretty good action but it, you know the uh and the jean jean gray was played by sophie turner who's a good actress but i just felt no connection with her and the way that she's kind of manipulated by charles was just weird and and her the how they ended up doing the uh uh the the story uh with Mag magneto being involved was weird and it just it, the whole thing just wasn't great i didn't like it and and the what was the kind of thing the more i thought about it the less i liked it i think uh but I was just curious. Did they show the whole transformation of Jean mm -hmm. into into the yeah, Phoenix? They did, which was that's weird. To, that's, really? Oh, that's too bad. Because I remember, I remember in the in the cartoon, it felt it was sort of wonderful and amazing. You know mm -hmm. what Jean was going through. I remember, I remember sort of narrating it and telling them. Describe Jean was describing to uh scott and professor x what she was seeing and how she was feeling and it it was all quite sort of wonderful and a, yeah. a, a very spiritual experience well it was a weird choice that they made because in the previous film because the timeline has gotten completely messed up in these in the fox x-men movies and uh because it's 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 complicated but but anyway the the last movie they had her use her powers and and yet they had the origin of those powers in this movie uh and so it was kind of what it was sort of retconning it was weird and but yeah they oh. have this whole scene where she's in space and she has to use she ends up uh getting the powers in order to save the um save the people who are under there's uh, I can't even remember exactly all of it, but she's able to, she uses her, she is up in space and that's how she gets the powers. And, and uh, yeah. any, anyway, it just, the whole thing just felt kind of drab to me. And so, and everybody seemed kind of cynical and tired and, and I, I was just curious why you think they have such a hard time telling the Dark Phoenix story in live action, because this is the second time they messed it up. Because they, in well, because I think as I, you know, well, as I said, I think it's this sort of almost spiritual, visual. Um, it was almost, if you'll excuse the expression, it was almost kind of an orgasmic experience yeah. for Gene, you know. For, yeah. And so I think it's easier, you know, in the cartoon world, you can be taken up so easily. And the description, the writing when we did it in the cartoon was really beautiful. And so the narration, what how Jean narrated what she was seeing and what she was feeling gave you, because really it was just yeah. her up in space, you know, and you see her traveling and, but it was her voice kind of describing what she was seeing and filming that made a uh, feeling that made it also um, kind of otherworldly and extraordinary and beautiful. And I, I think that's really hard to do in, uh, in live action and also Sophie Turner I mean she's she's okay she's very young like she sort of grew up doing Game of Thrones right and um she sort of comes from that you know not not you know not terribly expressive school of acting so I don't know um if she's able at that young an age able to project that kind of mm -hmm. uh wonder and you know it, that it requires I yeah. think um 
I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It's a good question, actually. Why? Uh, I mean, animations, and there's a lot of Japanese anime that can go there, too, that can be beautiful and otherworldly and mm-hmm. uh, that you just couldn't do in live action. Yeah, it's funny because people always think the answer is well, we gotta we gotta put it in live action. We gotta make it live action, and it's like sometimes <laughs> things need to be animated. Animation is good. <laughs> and, it's true. It's true. Yeah. The other question, the other uh, I think I was curious about is so Disney is starting their Disney Plus uh, in uh, right. November twelfth, and uh, did you know that X Men the Anime series is going to be part of the rollout? In, uh, on the well, top. it's I, I did not actually know that, um, but I've been having conversations because last year the uh, the writers of the cartoon, the first X Men uh-huh. cartoon that I was a part of, yeah, it, it was their 25th anniversary, I believe, mm-hmm. last year, and so the writers uh, of the show wrote a book about the making of it and how it was kind of this, uh, you know. Um, apocryphal show for fox kids and how all the movies kind of were based more on the cartoon than on the mm-hmm. comics themselves and and so they were you know, trying to get me to go to uh, comic cons with them and i just it never quite worked out and then i also know that they were thinking you know hey wouldn't this be a great time for a reboot um yeah so are they are they do you think they're going to work their way because they must own all of the iterations of the uh the x-men cartoons so maybe they're going to start with the mm-hmm. oldest one us and then work their way through to the newer ones yeah probably yeah they when they purchased fox when disney purchased fox last year or earlier this year actually uh they they got all of the rights for the X-Men, both live action and animated uh, that they didn't have. They own everything from Marvel now, except for Spider-Man, which is still owned by Sony. And they have a deal with Sony to work with Spider-Man. They just renewed that deal for two more movies. Uh, So they technically right now can basically work with any character that they want uh in their own uh, in their own universe i guess uh but yeah they uh they i was very excited to see that so hopefully people will get introduced to it uh that haven't seen it or heard of it a whole new generation uh, disney plus too yeah yeah Yeah, that would be great i mean Mm -hmm. it it was a great cartoon and it didn't sort of talk down to kids it was Mm -hmm. it sort of assumed a certain level of understanding and it was had beautiful writing so yeah Mm -hmm. that would be great yeah i'm really excited about it yeah and they even are having a christmas movie on disney plus this the the with the rollout called noel which i'm real excited about with a it's uh anna kendrick and bill Hader, and uh, i think she's santa's daughter so that's always exciting (laughs) (laughs) that sounds great so yeah (laughs) so all right (laughs) yes well that's always probably a good choice to buy (laughs) (laughs) but uh all right well let's talk about martha so this last season was a pretty big year for martha and you had martha (laughs) 2.0 this season right Uh, and so we we loved all these changes to Martha, and that must have been fun to kind of explore her character in a new way. It was, but I was terrified when I yeah. first saw 
I thought they were going to wrap up the, you know, she's not the mayor anymore episode, you know, with another episode and have it all wrapped up and neatly. Oh, look, I'm back mm-hmm. being the mayor again. And when that didn't happen, I was like, but I am going to be the mayor again, right? Like right. Martha is going to stay as the mayor. And I, I kept walking around to people going, really, really, we, I, I'm going to be the mayor again, right? And so um, <laughs> I was a little concerned, but and then I got into it and it was actually kind of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but we I, almost I wished... My, we almost wished that it had lasted longer because we really enjoyed seeing her try on these different hats and seeing her kind of grow and also seeing, uh, seeing Abigail also grow as she was trying to, you know, learn, uh, the, how to, how to be mayor. And so we almost wished, we're like, Oh, they could have stretched that out a lot longer, I think. But, uh, but that's interesting. Yeah, I know. It could have, it could have, yeah, it could have been fun. I think you're right. It was uh, it was resolved maybe a little too quickly for all of our satisfaction. But I mean, it was it was funny because I said to Sarah Power, who plays Abigail, I said, "This isn't fair. You have your flower shop set, and you have the apartment set now, Sam's old house, mm-hmm. and my office was my set, and now I can't even have that. I felt like I had no home in the studio anymore. <laughs> yeah. I was just bopping around from other other people's set to other people's set. So." I actually really love my office set. It's really comfy mm-hmm. and it's a big room, so it doesn't feel squishy. And it's really, it's a great room to be in. You're like, how dare you? <laughs> she do. I know, except, except, except Mayor Abigail got rid of my old mayor chair, which I hated. It almost tried to kill me. That thing used to buck me off. <laughs> and she got a brand new leather, you know, really sleek, really comfy leather chair. And so I said to them, Okay, so Abigail's gone, but can I keep the chair? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> so now I have a comfy chair in my office. So I am grateful to Abigail for that. Oh, that's good. That that is really good. I guess they <laughs> they give her the they give her the the nice the nice chair for the new for the newbie. They get the uh... <laughs> yeah the nice sort of modern furniture, and they got rid of that. Oh my god, that old office chair was so uncomfortable, and it yeah. just collapsed. Like it was, it was very weird. It that's was like funny. it was trying to kill me. Uh, so yes, uh, one of our favorite scenes in the season was, uh, that your audition for the, for the television show. And that's one, the whole television show we really wished had been longer because we thought there was so much potential to be hilarious in, in that whole setting with Martha. Uh, but yeah, that when you got stage fright in the audition, that was very funny. I really loved, I, yeah. I love the idea of having my own, you know, public access television show. Uh-huh. I, um, I did, I remember the first, it was, no, the second season, uh, they had me do these Martha's Minutes on the web, on the little webisodes for uh-huh. the website, for the Hallmark site. And uh, so it was me sort of speaking directly to the camera and it was sort of, you know, uh, little town updates and I, I really kind of enjoyed the idea that Martha gets her own TV show. And uh, I based it on a friend of mine in California years ago had his own uh, public access show where he would do things like give everyone a half an hour close-up tour of the inside of his mouth. Like he did really bizarre things. But this I thought would have been really fun, just Martha kind of, you know. Yeah. And today's topic. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. That was really fun. And you know what? Surprisingly not hard to fake stage for I've discovered uh, it was weird. It was being in that studio on, they built a studio on set. Actually, we went into another studio in the building to, uh, to uh-huh. shoot it. And it suddenly kind of gave me a bit of a 
you know, uh-oh, we're shooting something here because it yeah. wasn't anyone's living room. It was a set. So it was, it was really interesting. Yeah. 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 I was going to ask if you were able to kind of tap into any, any experiences of your past where you might've been a little bit anxious and nervous before an audition uh, or anything. Oh like that. yeah. I, I, well, auditions, not so much, but I remember being a guest in a TV show once that was a hospital show and it had the most expensive sets I've ever seen. And they went on forever. It was like somebody had donated. They'd gotten all this real medical equipment donated. And there were operating rooms and morgues and that. And I walked onto that set. And I just felt like my acting wasn't expensive enough for that set. And mm -hmm. I got, I, I began to just flop sweat. And I think everyone thought I was just having a middle-aged moment. But I, I had to say, no, it's, you know, it's not menopause. I'm actually having a, I have a case of age fright it was weird everyone yeah. was fanning me and trying to <laughs> sit me near the air conditioning and I was like no no you don't understand <laughs> yeah well and it was so, the only time it, it was so funny with Martha because she was so confident right until she got in those those lights <laughs> she fell well, apart isn't it just the case when people it's always those people who are like oh no problem oh this would be yeah. easy this is a piece of cake and they're always the ones that collapse under the pressure. And it's always the people who, you know, look like they're just not going to make it, who come through and with flying colors. Yeah, it's true. It's very, very true. So that was a very, very fun scene. I enjoyed it. And uh, and then the whole scene with the interview with the comptroller, where you find his recycling, <laughs> that was hilarious. We're going to comptroll the comptroller. <laughs> we loved that. We were laughing. He <laughs> he was really good the guy who played the controller i forget his name now uh, i forget everybody's name but um it'll come to me in a while but he was so funny because he thought he was you know I, I, he was all excited he was going to be interviewed on martha's show and then within like 10 seconds he realized that it was a hit piece and he just froze it was really funny yeah it was funny to watch him the actor do it but yeah that was fun <laughs> doing you know my impression of bad morning tv right you're in your investigative journalist <laughs> yeah when you kind of look at that gotcha moment when you look at the camera mm -hmm. uh, that must have been really funny <laughs> and so what was it like to film the graduation and kind of the end your sort of end scenes with bailey that must have been, uh, you know, brought on a little bit of tears. Well, you know, at the time, I didn't realize it was going to be the, you know, the end of Bailey on the show. Oh, yeah. That, that was going to, so that didn't, we didn't find that out until just before the season aired um, this past summer. <clears throat> so that was sort of a, that was a, a shock for me mm -hmm. to find out that she wasn't going to come back. And, um i know there are always good reasons for these things so it it was just it was more that you know when we shot those scenes that bailey had started the, the show as a 15 year old mm -hmm. and uh here she was kind of 19 and going off to college and just that passage of time made it quite um quite moving you know just because it was bailey and mm -hmm. it was exactly the time of life where she would be doing that kind of stuff if she were going to go away to school and and graduate from high school and stuff. So it was, uh, yeah, and she was, she's just a lovely, lovely person. So um, 
and she makes it very easy to kind of do those kind of scenes with because she's right there and she's very sentimental and very emotional about stuff. And when mm-hmm. she tears up, you can't help but tear up yourself. And no, she's lovely. Yeah. It was, it was like a, a rite of passage for all of us. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's what I figured is one of those touch points of the show uh, where uh, in a way kind of a, a real graduation sort of in, in, in for that arc kind of of that character yeah oh no absolutely absolutely um and she really did you know kind of spend her her teenagehood on the show yeah yeah growing up on camera i know we're all gonna miss her but we understand uh she's got a ton of ton of potential uh to work on films and other things like that so uh that's exciting i can't help but hope though I can't help but hope that maybe, you know, maybe someday she'd pop back into Middleton yeah. for a, a little visit. That, that would be lovely. So it I have would. I have no idea if that's even possibly in the cards at all. So I can't, I shouldn't really say it, but I just mean from a sentimental point of view, yeah. it would be, you know, lovely to have her back even for a brief moment. Yeah, even maybe for a, a, a movie or something like that. That would be fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would like yeah. that. One of the other highlights of the season was Cassie and Sam's wedding. And I oh, was, yeah. yeah, it was so beautiful, so well done. And so I was curious what that was like to film the wedding. Well, finally, right? It was like, yeah. finally, <laughs> getting married. It wasn't even in the first episode. It was in the second episode of that block. I was like, oh my God, people are going to be so frustrated. Um, but yeah, it was beautiful. It was in the woods and it was a beautiful day when we shot and it was, you know, it wasn't, wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold and the sun was shining through the trees and it was actually just beautiful. And I, I always love those, those scenes when we're all together, when sort of the whole group is there. Um, and it was lovely. And it, uh, it really sort of, I just sat there and kind of thought of over the last 12 years, you know, of, of Catherine and Cassie and Cassie's journey and, you know, um, and Jake and now Sam. And it was, uh, it was actually, it was sort of a sentimental journey for all of us who have been on mm-hmm. the show since the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And Catherine looked beautiful. Oh yeah. Was absolutely beautiful. That dress was amazing. I, I don't know how it looked on camera, but in person it was amazing. Yeah. It was beautiful. And her and James didn't have such nice chemistry that it and i just thought the whole set everything for the wedding looked really pretty and it just felt like the right wedding i think for those two characters yeah and the outdoor you can't you know you can't get better than having a wedding outside there's just there's something about you know nature and the trees and the breeze and the sunshine and it was just lovely it was beautiful Yeah. yeah was that kind of surreal to to be kind of filming this this wedding on uh you know going through all the motions of the set and and going through just all of that that uh i mean it probably is more yeah it's it's probably a different experience as a fan we're kind of watching it than sitting in and uh, you know going through all the takes and everything like that 
as the actors? Well, surprisingly, no, surprisingly, it, it went pretty fast once we were shooting it. So oh, yeah? there wasn't, you know, hours and hours of waiting around. So it was kind of like we sort of enjoyed the whole experience. So I felt we were at a, it's weird sometimes, you know, when you don't, if you're just sitting there and you're part of the audience and you're watching this go on, which, you know, most of us were, you kind of forget where you are and you don't have to be aware of the cameras because you're not, mm-hmm. I don't even know when the camera's on me. I'm just sitting there enjoying the whole thing. Wow, and, cool. you know, they did it again and again for us, you know, when they had to turn around. And so it was, um, I really felt like I, I felt like I was at a real wedding. It was really bizarre. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's really cool. Well, they brought on a bunch of new characters this season uh, with particularly for working with, uh, with Stephanie and, uh, yep. and Abigail with Sarah and Kylie. And uh, we did have Kylie on the podcast, which is very exciting. Uh, we, we really enjoyed that. And, uh, and we, with, I think we were fine with, with all of the new casting, but we particularly as a podcast, loved vincent and we're so sad <laughs> that oh. he evidently is, is, oh, no. is going off to be a boat captain or something i don't know what's going on but <laughs> we're like no nah. <laughs> oh i'm sorry i know he's a they were all lovely people all the men they were all men that they brought on yeah that's true seemed like for a while that we were we were, we were running out of men so um you know, and, and Tom and I were the only sort of happily married couple in Middleton there for a while. So we needed men and it rained men last season on the Good Witch. It's true. There was Adam and uh, played by Scott and there's Donovan played by uh, Mark Van David. And then there was Vincent. And yeah. um, no, they were all, and they're all lovely people. Like everybody, uh, they would, they just fit in perfectly and they're just lovely and they're all very funny and um yeah it's too bad that that vincent is uh <laughs> that he's gone i know but he'll be back come on you know once yeah. you, once you've been in middleton and you're part of the middleton family you can come back anytime so that's the great part about it well it's a, it's a living breathing middleton is a living breathing being well, well, and there's never ending of, we're talking about that with the new movie. It seems like there's never ending number of Cassie's friends from college. <laughs> there's, there's always, oh, this is one of my best friends from college. Like how many friends did she have? How many roommates? Did she have? <laughs> I didn't even know she'd gone to college. I didn't know Martha had gone to college until they suddenly came up with a friend of mine from college. Yeah. I sort of assumed that she, maybe she hadn't, but, um, you know, uh, but yeah, no, Cassie, it's true. Cassie and I, and she studied, what did she study? Archaeology, right? Uh, no, um, is, it anthro- that is, it, is it anthropology? Anthropology, okay. Yeah, yeah I think. Remember, I that was, uh, remember that sort of what was going to be either Sam or what was his name? Yeah, oh, that rat. guy. I remember. Yeah, and he kept wanting to go to the Maldives with him and, and do a dig. And I kept saying on set, you know, we all realize, right, that the Maldives is the highest point in the Maldives is nine feet above sea level. So if you <laughs> dig in the Maldives, all you're going to get is a puddle. That's funny. <laughs> you're going to get water. Yeah. yeah. Um, but nobody listened to me. But anyway, yeah, no, I, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, we we liked most of the 
I mean, we liked all of the the new the new cast. We just liked Vincent the best, and so we were all kind of bummed out. <laughs> but would be thrilled to know that. Yeah. Why did you like him? What what made you like him the best? I'm curious. Um. Well, we felt like he was the most sort of authentic, uh, and uh, we thought he had the best uh chemistry with stephanie and uh i don't know he was just uh, we just thought that he uh, we liked the actor we thought he had had nice charisma about him and yeah yeah we just we were big fans he was an interesting character he had an interesting backstory and so yeah uh and so martha is pretty superstitious i think in the season she's she's full-on believing in this curse she you know is telling abigail <laughs> to to break up with donovan that this is a bad idea were was that interesting for you to sort of were you surprised at all to see her be so sort of superstitious about that oh i don't think so i think martha has um <laughs> no not at all <laughs> martha I mean, she was the one who in the very beginning of the movies was trying to get Cassie, you know, drummed out of town because of black magic, you know? So I think, uh, I think Martha is easily swept up into the emotions of things. So, um, no, she's just easily caught up in that childlike mm-hmm. yeah. wonder that she's got. The, uh, I was going to say the other thing that we disliked, we did dislike about Adam was the fact that yeah. in one episode he basically makes Stephanie cook their date dinner for for him for them. <laughs> yes, uh, she, she bought she had bought a, a service auction or whatever. Bought a, a a or he had bought her making dinner for dinner for two, but then it ends up being for them. And so we're all like, wait a minute, she just made her own dinner. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> That's not Aww, romantic. Don't hold him against him. Don't <laughs> hold it against him. He's we're, a very nice guy. Yeah. The, the actor is actually, he's very funny. Yeah. He's, um, he's very funny and he's kind of, you know, he doesn't play, you know, a chaplain like you think a chaplain would be played. He's, mm-hmm. uh, he's got a, a very sort of fun kind of weird sense of humor <laughs> that comes out. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I agree. That was probably a bad introduction <laughs> bad. for him. And, we were uh, like, Vincent would never make Stephanie make her own dinner. <laughs> but, Aww. But, uh, but yeah, sure. anyway. And we also had a lot of mileage on the podcast kind of joking about the fact that Adam doesn't know how to make a Monte Cristo. <laughs> was, we were like, do they know oh, what God. Monte Cristo is? Because Monte Cristo <laughs> is battered and like fried like it's not a grilled cheese it's no exactly and like these people need to go to disneyland and they need to go and have proper monte cristo (laughs) why is that where they sell them well that's just where i've had them is is in disneyland is very famous for their monte cristos and they like have powdered sugar on them they're like it's not a grilled cheese it's not a grilled cheese sandwich but it does have ham (laughs) <laughs> anyway we we got a lot of laughs about that we're like adam and well, his we laughed, adam and his fake monte cristos <laughs> <laughs> well we we laughed a lot because they must have said the, the words monte cristo about 15 times in that yeah. episode it was yeah. every other line was something about the monte cristo <laughs> yeah i so, know anyway prominently i will never 
I will never forget the phrase. <laughs> well, I won't tell. I won't tell Scott that okay. you guys like Vincent better than Adam. No, but feel free to tell the showrunners so they can get Vincent back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> very good uh all right well yeah if you if you want to have a really classic monte cristo go to disneyland and uh, particularly at the blue bayou and at the uh, in in new orleans square is where you can get oh, okay. cafe orleans you can get a monte cristo so as an adult do you go back to do you go to disneyland as an adult i do yeah i really enjoy it oh, okay. and i i got to go in uh august for uh i mean i don't go that very much just because i can't afford it but uh but in august i got to go because i went to d23 which is their big comic-con that they do every two years oh and, yeah and uh and so i got to go to disneyland for one day and i didn't get to have a monte cristo but <laughs> I did have some food. And it's 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 really fun it's the if you can go and just in and not even go on that many rides and just enjoy the food is so yummy at disneyland it's expensive but it's so good at least unlike other parks you have to stand in line for everything no not too bad not too bad and they added oh. uh, they added this whole star wars land the galaxy's edge and it at least in the summer i don't know if it's just more space more stuff for people to do it made the lines practically evaporate there was only one because you have the fast passes also so between the uh between the max pass and and working with uh and and just having less lines i didn't wait more than 10 minutes for anything and what's also really cool is you can uh you can mobile order on your phone for any any oh. uh, fast fast food type quick service type thing and so you yeah. can just place your order and then you just go right to it you get your food and if it's a place that requires a reservation like blue bayou you can make your reservation on your phone and then just show up when you're ready and then you go and and you, you enjoy so it they've really made oh, it wow. a pretty pleasant experience at disneyland uh the last so it's disneyland in california and disney world in florida right, right? correct yeah okay yeah so I've only been to Disney World once when I was 12, <laughs> but I'd love to go. I'd love to go sometime, but, but yeah, anyway, in a, uh, I love Disneyland uh, and every couple of years I get to go out there and it's so much fun for me. Well, I think it. I'll have to go at some point because my son, who's now 26, has said to me in the past, you know, every once in a while he'll go, you know, we never went to Disneyland. <laughs> so you, I, maybe i don't know if he'll want to go with me potentially as an adult but you know <laughs> i think maybe disneyland might be in our future oh you should definitely go they uh they they make it real fun for uh for uh, all people of all different ages and you know, like i said you can just go and just it, it's so clean they keep it really the the cast members are so friendly it's just a pleasant place i think to be in but anyway oh, uh, yeah. that's good you're yeah. a good advertiser they should give you a free pass <laughs> for this. oh please i would love it uh but <laughs> but anyway yeah so we have the upcoming movie so good witch curse from a rose there is a lot right going on in this movie holy cow the summary <laughs> i was like i know oh. I actually, I said to my producer, I said, um, oh, just, you know, I'm going to be doing this podcast and 
I can't, you know, what, what should I talk about from the movie? And he said, oh, well, you can talk about, and he sent me a text, talk about this and this, this and this. And I was like, I totally forgot that was all in there. <laughs> I was all about that ep- those episodes. Oh my God. And I'm done the movie. I was like, I, I forgot there was so much going on. Yeah, there really is. True. And oh my God, it was so hot when we shot it. Oh, there no. were days when it was over 40 degrees. I don't know. You might be able to see it, but I um I was just uh I was let's say I was very moist for most of uh-huh. that movie and I thought it was rolling down my face. So uh <laughs> I, I hope it doesn't show. <laughs> yeah, you're like even when the bonfire was on at yeah. night, it was really super hot and the bonfire was super hot. It was all sure. just super hot. <laughs> Well, thank you for, for persisting because we're very excited about it. And yeah, so Martha, according to the summary, it says Martha plans a bonfire to honor the season and tries to ignore her husband's failure to recognize the anniversary of their engagement on Halloween. Yes, night. apparently they got engaged on Halloween years ago. And mm-hmm. so this is a Marowick, an old Marowick tradition that we found a description of it in a diary, in Elizabeth Marowick's diary. Uh, I think it was Elizabeth. Wait, who's uh-huh. the with it? Oops. Yeah. I, I, think, I should really not talk about details. Mar- <laughs> yeah, it was a Mary. So it was an old Marowick tradition. And and we thought as a special, we were trying to rack our brains about what to do for this Halloween to make it special. And uh, so we brought, we're, we're bringing it back and we kind of uh, reinvigorated it. And yeah. uh, But there's somebody who comes to town uh, she's played by Lolita Davidovich, and uh, we're not sure what she's up to and why things seem to be going wrong. And, yeah. you know, of course, we always blame the newcomer when things go wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, Halloween is so important to Middleton. It's just, the, you know, it's, it's the event, the holiday, the, you know, one day of the year that means so much to Middleton. Um and yeah, it means a lot to Martha and Tom. And of course, Tom, you know, Tom is not remembering our anniversary. And honestly, men, really. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. but as you know, Tom is such an upstanding guy. I, I won't ruin it, but uh, he, he doesn't, um, he comes through. Oh, oh and then also, uh, be- because we beat Blairsville so terribly the last year in the Harvest Festival, uh, they have challenged us. They have challenged us to a uh, triathlon and I have to say it was hysterical to watch um <laughs> it was hysterical there there are these there's a pumpkin boat race and they built these two floating giant pumpkins that Jamie Denton and Mark and David have to paddle <laughs> and um it was really funny it was one of those hot days and they were out in the you know out in this lake and they were paddling and at first they realized when they got in these things that when they paddled them they just went in a circle because of course they're round yeah (laughs) so it was very funny anyway it was very funny to watch i actually took a great picture of mark ben david in his pumpkin boat and he's on his cell phone he's being towed around by these two divers and he's on his cell phone in his pumpkin boat and I just, I sent a copy of it to him and in the caption I put, just so LA. Because he's being towed around checking his, you know, his email and his phone. That's funny. That's good. Yeah. Well, and anytime you can get Martha with a grudge, she's upset. That's always gold. So we're excited about that. <laughs> she's oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. <laughs> Poor Tom. Poor Tom. He's so sweet. And he puts up with so much. Oh, we forgot to, I forgot to ask you about their, uh, 
the staycation in gray house we loved that that was so oh. funny <laughs> <laughs> i know it was just uh poor sam sam just looked like he wanted us to leave <laughs> yeah. we couldn't have left fast enough for sam yeah. <laughs> well and it's just so oh, perfect for fun. so perfect for martha because of course if she could pick anywhere to go on vacation she's gonna want to go to middleton that's her favorite place so uh, of course and i think i think martha thinks she's a Merowick. Mm. i just think that she just assumes that somewhere back in her history she's a Merowick. she's part yeah. of the family I wouldn't be surprised if that somehow ends up coming up someday. <laughs> if the show goes on long enough. <laughs> yet. I wouldn't either. I keep suggesting it. I think Mar- Martha finds out she's a Marowick. Um, but yeah, so no, funny. it's true. Mm-hmm. She loved Grey House. Yeah. And then they play that couples game, which was really oh. cute. <laughs> that was really, really cute. <laughs> I know. You know when people play games and you think you know them and then they start to play a game and they're either like ruthlessly competitive. Yeah or really bad losers and you you find out dimensions of people that you never knew existed when you play games with them it's that is very true i was actually just doing a, a podcast uh we were talking about games with Jax from the bubbly sesh podcast because she does has a game oh, yeah? company we were talking about that and it's it is true that uh <laughs> there's there's nothing like especially during the holidays when everybody's kind of bored and it's cold outside and so you end up playing uh we we were talking about uh we love playing in my family we love playing games like something like pit have you ever played pit no oh <laughs> it's such a fun dangerous. game but you have to have four people in order to play pit uh and uh yeah. And anyway, it's it's trying to sort of mimic the idea of a stockbroker, and so everybody's oh. down on the it's that idea of a stockbroker who's like, you know, holding up the thing and saying two 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 or whatever when they're yeah. swapping on the store. It's kind of like that. So you're trying to make a match of of all of there's like grain and corn and these different goods, and uh, so you so really you're missing two you hold up your hand and you say two 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 and then everybody's swapping and everybody's yelling and it's hilarious and so much fun. <laughs> i highly recommend it <laughs> the more people you can get kind of i figure the more people you can get kind of shouting in something that doesn't matter at all when there's that when there's sort of the inevitable <laughs> tension of a family holiday <laughs> gatherings it oh, you can kind of get yeah. that out in a constructive way <laughs> yeah it, it it dissipates the tension that's yeah. absolutely true <laughs> yeah so uh anyway the <laughs> that that was fun and as the uh we were very curious about the george and nick search for middleton's mythical sea monster that that's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's right that's in the uh that's in the movie too isn't it yeah <laughs> uh yeah and what's its name is it bessie they don't say the name in the summary so i don't know oh okay yeah but i I remember thinking it it should have been called messy for middleton oh i know loch ness has messy that's right Mm -hmm. yeah so shouldn't it be messy for middleton (laughs) uh but looking for messy the sea monster didn't i don't think you know didn't sit right anyway that was a very hot day i think i might have been slightly delusional that day because of the heat but that's true you know what loved the the truck that george drives that cherry red old um, yeah. you know period pickup truck it's just the most gorgeous and i have to say there was a day when he had driven that up on the set 
and they had the pumpkin boats in the water, these incredible orange pumpkin boats, and the sun was shot. It was just beautiful, and all the pumpkins mm -hmm. and the, mm -hmm. the colors. It was just gorgeous. It's such mm -hmm. a beautiful time of year to light up here. Yeah, and I like that dynamic between George and Nick. It's cute. They have a nice chemistry together. It is nice, and yeah, Nick is our last child left. So yeah, we have to, it takes a village. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. We got, we had our I guess our last appearance from Brandon and Tara and uh, and uh, uh, what's her name Tara Tara in last season. We're at the wedding. Yeah, yeah they were at the wedding, weren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, oh, we liked them. We always keep hoping that someday they'll bring back Lori, uh, even just for a couple episodes. Yeah. that would be fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, all all half the children have flown the coop now. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they find a way in the next season to uh, their sort of a foster kid or some kind of relationship for for Cassie to have some kind of dynamic with a younger person in the next season. It seems like that would be natural, but maybe she'll I just think so, fill yeah. it with Nick. I don't know. I know Nick's getting a bit old for that, though. Yeah, so I yeah. think Cassie needs because she's very. You know she's very maternal and she really is great with kids so it's um mm. and, and i think that's part of the whole family dynamic of the show you want all of the generations represented and it's it's really nice to have young people around yeah yeah i i i agree and, and it's just a i know it kind of gets to that overall feel of it being a mother-daughter show is sort of the core of the show yeah i think and so yeah. I think that they'll uh, they'll want to do something to kind of fill that void uh, in with Bailey being gone. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree that they're missing that family dynamic. It's mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, we're very excited about the movie, and uh, everybody is gonna we're gonna do our recap next week. We're really you know looking forward to all the intrigue and all the the good luck charms and the. <laughs> And the, yeah the bonfire and and all the fun stuff so uh, well jamie and mark really got put through their paces you can in the triathlon it was a lot of fun to watch <laughs> yeah the, the day keep in mind i'll just let you keep this in mind when you watch the day that they um shot the uh you know they had to ring the that that game where you ring the belly of a sledgehammer and you have to whack it down and try to ring the bell who, who gets the i don't know what it's Called, uh -huh. what is it called the hammer um they were in jackets and it was 45 degrees well i mean so canada yeah. was that it was 45 degrees centigrade in fahrenheit it was uh it was over i was probably close to 100 if not yeah, slightly that's over hot. That's uh, really it was hot. super hot they were in jackets and they had to heave the throw those sledgehammers again and again and again <laughs> i was just they really got put through their paces yeah. during that triathlon. So, you know, bravo to them. Yeah. Well, and hopefully the pumpkin carving, because we thought last year we were like, mm, did, did, did they, did Blairsville really not do as good as pumpkins? The like, pumpkins were pretty good. And also the weird <laughs> topping that Martha puts on that pumpkin pie. I've never <laughs> seen a pumpkin pie topping like that. It was like, it was kind of like a sugar packet. It was, it was very like what? I know it was. Wasn't it? Wasn't wasn't it cayenne pepper or something? Yeah, it was, it was weird. It was, like, 
It was weird. I I never, you know, I've never been able to find a pumpkin pie recipe quite like that. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I, I guess hope nobody tried it at home. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's why it's the winning the bat that only she can make evidently but uh but yeah <laughs> what is going on <laughs> but, i know if martha hadn't won that she would have sulked the entire season mm-hmm. well yeah i mean there was another thing that we could have that had so much comic potential we were kind of like oh stay in blairsville a little longer because it could have been so funny but i actually deeply enjoyed being part of blairsville yeah. there's something weird about that i really i did enjoy it it's true it was, um uh, it was i know so but funny. i guess you know it's uh it's it's only 10 episodes really there the yeah. movie and then 10 episodes and i guess they wanted to resolve it i did however like i said i wanted to get back into my office yeah i really felt like i was without a home in the studio i wanted my office back yeah yeah how many when you get when you're filming do you do you get just one script at a time or do you ever get more uh or do you have an idea kind of where things are going we shoot um in blocks of two episodes so the same director will shoot we will be shooting two episodes at a time and so that, you know, we go out on location, we're going to be shooting, you know, we, we tend to be in the studio usually for the first part. And then it's, it's, it's over a, a 14 day uh, shoot for two blocks. And so tend to stay in the studio and then maybe go out on the road for four or five days and then come back and end up in the studio or vice versa. And, uh, but I mean, having said that, we often, um, we sometimes start shooting the block with only one script and we don't get the other script till um you know a few days into the block so we have a general idea but here's this is a secret that i shouldn't tell but we figured out that wardrobe gets the scripts long before we do by costumes and you do fittings so whenever we're in a fitting or something we always kind of sneak a look through their script to see what's going on or if we have any questions like what what's happening in the next episode they always seem to know before anybody else that is interesting (laughs) of course maybe sometimes you don't want to know because it might affect your kind of performance in a scene if you kind of know where it's all going well it's that's true although there are times there was one really silly time when i thought i had read both scripts but i had apparently read the same one twice and so i was standing (laughs) on set thinking i don't remember this scene this is weird i don't what's happening i don't and they all looked at me like didn't you read the script i said i thought i did um and then I realized that I had actually read the first script because the first script came out in white and then it got a lot of changes and it went, whatever it is, it goes, what is it? White, blue, yellow, pink, or it goes through a series. Yeah. And so I ended up reading the white ones. And then I think I read what I thought was the either the yellow or the orange of the next one. And I had just read basically the same script, but in a different, you know, completely different color. And anyway, so it was a, that's it funny was a stupid on my part but it was uh it was very funny because i just yeah. didn't want to admit to anybody that i didn't know what was going on but you know inevitably you ask a question that everyone that tells everyone you don't know what's going on do you right you're just like just tell me what to say and i'll say it i'm sorry <laughs> that's right i i'm very careful about who i ask questions of i have to go up quietly to the continuity person and go so tell me i don't understand who's david or something you know yeah yeah you go oh yeah, so that was, uh, but I never, I didn't make that mistake twice. So, um, <laughs> uh, having said that, we started a new block. We started a new block today, but I'm not in today. I am in mm-hmm. tomorrow. So I have to, after I get off the phone with you, I have to read uh, two scripts tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And yeah. 
figure out what's going on. Well, that's great. We're really excited about the new season and coming up next year and also for the movie. So we are so grateful that you took some time to talk with us. And I know all the oh, goodies so will fun. love it. <laughs> so so much fun. Thank you so much for asking me. It's lovely to talk about the show and to such knowledgeable fans. My God. I mean, you guys know everything. It's even the stuff that I've forgotten, you know. So it's great <laughs> to talk to you. I feel like I've, I have a better uh, memory of the show now that I've talked to you. Oh, well, well, thanks. Uh, you have to say hi to everybody there and uh, uh, let them know that uh, we, especially about Vincent, let them know. <laughs> oh, I'll try to, I'll try to do it with Adam, but not in, in not within Scott okay, and Adam, not within his hearing distance. Okay, good. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I hope you have a great uh, holiday season and uh, we hopefully will be able to connect again uh, sometime next year. And uh, Love I, know, I know you don't have the social media, so I won't ask you that. But uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> let us know if you're listening. Let us know your thoughts of all the things we've talked about. We'd love to hear uh, on our Twitter or in the comment section. Uh, we'd love to hear that. So thanks again, Catherine. You're always a joy we'll to talk do. to. Will do. Okay. Well, we'll do. And thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to talk to you as well, Rachel. Okay. Bye. Bye. I'd like to thank Catherine for coming on the podcast. It was so much fun to talk with her. Make sure you're following the podcast, all of her social media at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast. And uh, if you're listening on iTunes, if you could give us your ratings and reviews, really appreciate that. And if you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We sure appreciate that. You can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media on iTunes and YouTube and on Rotten Tomatoes. Make sure to take a look at that. You'll really enjoy that content. And uh, we have our merch stores having a sale this week. So at TeePublic slash Hallmarkies, we'll have a link in the description for that as well. We also have our patron group, which will be talking all things Good Witch, as well as the rest of the movies that air for the rest of the year so we have giveaways and other fun perks for being a patron and all the information will be in the description section so make sure to take a look at that so thanks again everybody and thanks to Catherine. and uh, we'll talk to you all later bye this podcast was brought to you by hallmarkies for hallmarkies for more information about how you can leave your mark on hallmarkies visit hallmarkiespodcast.com link in the description